Hello, and welcome to the Yes Mama podcast, a place where we learn that being your best self is the best way to be a great mom. We're using mindfulness and manifesting and treating yourself with love is the best way to fill yourself up so that you have extra to spill and love all over your family and your kids. And today is a really special episode because, again, I've been a teacher and a mom for 30 years, and my kids are the number one thing close to me. But I'm just learning about this whole manifesting thing, and I think that's what I've been doing all along, manifesting an amazing relationship with my kids because everyone is coming home this weekend, and we are all going away for my birthday. 20, 22, and 33-year-old kids wanting to spend time with their mom for her birthday, I definitely did something right. And the number one thing with manifesting is feeling the way you want to feel when that thing comes. And there is nobody better at manifesting than Laura St. John. She is a celebrity mindset coach. She is the queen of manifesting. And I really know that you're going to get so much out of today's episode. So I'm going to try not to talk too much so that we can jump into it and you can hear all of her amazing wisdom. But I want to ask you to just jump over to Instagram and follow Yes Mama Alana, Y-E-S dot M-A-M-A-I-L-A-N-A. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't want you to just get through motherhood. I don't want you to just survive. You wanted to be a mom for a reason. Because you knew it was going to be fun and fulfilling and something that would just fill you up. So stop just going through the motions and come follow me. I'm going to teach you how to really enjoy it. I'm going to teach you how to be your best you so you can enjoy your life because it goes so fast. I mean, it's already the end of April. It was New Year's yesterday, right? So I just want you to enjoy. We go with Laura St. John and stay tuned after this episode for a couple really fun offers that Laura St. John has and that I have. I am having a coaching group going through my program this summer. Why should the kids have all the fun and get to go to camp every day? Let's learn how to be our best selves. So I have a program this summer that I can't wait to tell you all about. Enjoy this episode. I know you will. Here we go. Okay. Hello, Yes Mamas. I am so beyond excited. I have reached out and starting this podcast to a bunch of different people to see, hey, do you want to be on the show? Hey, do you want to be on the show? And my absolute favorite manifesting mama has agreed to be on the show today. Laura St. John, thank you so much for being here. I am so pumped to be here. I cannot wait to share some you know, nuggets that might be helpful to the audience. So thank you all for being here and thanks for having me. Yes. And I have to say, and we'll have to post some of this, but I chose to wear my little ohm hot pink baseball hat. You have your baseball hat on backwards because, you know, sometimes we got to just match energy, you know? It's good. It's a good thing to match energy, especially if it's in a direction of what you want. (laughs) Right, exactly. Stepping into a direction of what you do not want. (laughs) That is very true. That is very true. And that's one of the things you you do have to choose what you want. You don't want to let life push you around. You got to choose what you want and then step in that direction. I mean, if people are in the land of the wishy-washy, I call it, it's not a happy place to be because you really do feel like you're getting knocked around. And it's not that life is ever going to be challenge-free you know, that is a myth. We're always receiving challenges at any level, any level of money, any level of fame, any level of things that I've, you know, noticed over the years with thousands and thousands of people. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that connects us, but it's how we handle them. That makes the big difference. 
so true. So true. And even sometimes just that knowledge that maybe this is a test. Maybe I need to show up as my best self today because this is a test and I want to pass it. So I'm going to choose how to go out of that skid to, to make sure I go through it. And it's no, usually yeah. a reflection. If you think you're receiving tests, it's usually a reflection of you testing your own self. It's you testing your own power. In many cases, you're testing yourself and then it's being reflected in your outer reality as challenges. And I'm not saying that challenges are not coming your way. Again, I believe that you know life is a series of different ups and downs. It's how we navigate them. But sometimes, just to your point, a lot of people are stuck in the micromanaging of every little decision they're making or they're like seeking signs or like, is this a test? And I'm just like, well, not necessarily, you know, that's a perspective. Do you trust yourself all day or do you test yourself all day? And a lot of people are testing themselves, testing life. Like, well, we'll see how I'm in it, how I'm going to feel at three o'clock versus no, I'm going to be happy at three o'clock despite what's happening. Oh, I love that. I love that. I just went through one where I, I stood up for myself in a big way. And then afterwards I was like, oh, that could have been a test. And I'm so proud of myself of how I handled it. Cause I, you know, was kind of choosing, I was trying to break down a limiting belief. And so then when it popped up in my face and I did handle it well, because I had already chosen kind of how I was going to deal with the whole situation, I, I could pat myself on the back at the end and stay in that power. I know, right? Look at me go. <laughs> back. One of my favorite things, celebrate yourself as a celebrity mindset coach. I'm always like, it's beyond just the celebrities I get to work with. It's literally the art of celebrating. The art of celebrating that pat yourself on the back moment that I was faced with a situation that maybe I've even been faced with many times before that I was stuck in the shoulda, coulda, woulda energy. And instead I flipped it, which is another thing, you know, the flip it, that to the positive and recognized that I can speak my truth when, you know, fear is coming my way. I can hold a line and draw a line, not around other people, but around myself and what I'm willing to tolerate, you know, in my world. Absolutely. And we are just three minutes in. You've already touched on like three things that we have to get into. So we're, I'll, I'll try to break them down. So here's your words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say them back to you. Every moment you allow something outside of you to determine how you feel, you give it the keys to your power. And that is one of my big ones too, to try to explain to women that you are in charge. You do get to choose. You, I mean, we'll get to happiness in a second because I really want to go deep into that. So I don't want to pull that in here, but you are as powerful as you allow yourself to be. Yeah. A lot of people are blocking their own power and strength the moment they are looking outside and seeing these external conditions, people, situations, problems in their face. I'm not here to diminish the size of those. Those are real. However, you know, if you are giving it your energy, your attention, your focus all day, if you're yelling and screaming at your kids and people you love and you're not bringing your best self to the table, it's probably exhausting and sucking your energy, that thing that is on your shoulders. And you don't have to give it that type of energy or it grows. You know, the more you focus on it, it likes that focus. It stays more attached to you. It, you know, loves to draw that energy from you. It really does. And you don't have to, you don't have to be 
angry and hard in your power. I think we as moms, we want to be loving and we want to, you know, be that like making chocolate chip cookies at home for our kids, you know, and be their soft place so that that power can have so many different ways that it looks right. It doesn't have to be from this. I mean, it is masculine energy, but this like hard, you're going to do your homework and eat your vegetables, but it can be from this loving place where you're just, I'm going to stay up here come meet me up here. Let's do this with love, but you still are in charge. And mm-hmm. can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. I mean, five of my favorite words that I teach people are, I don't participate with that. I don't participate with that. When that comes my way, I don't participate with that. It doesn't mean I don't see it, but I'm not going to get sucked into the energy of it and respond from it. Otherwise I will be, I will be participating inside the energy of the problem. So it's not that the problem does not come in into your face. It's where do you go from there? So it's really learning the steps to respond differently. And sometimes that means taking a step back. Sometimes that means, you know, not answering the email. Like if you, if you feel the heatedness of like your heart's pounding, someone's yelling, like something's going on and you know, you're not going to pull out your best self. You need to learn the steps to bench yourself because it's not being quiet or loud. A lot of people are being very loud and they are going against the energy of the problem, not realizing because they're feeling that anger and frustration, they're still in it. And when you flip anger and frustration and that loudness to courage and you learn to redirect it to the outcome you actually desire, suddenly instead of fighting against what you don't want, you're taking that entire energy and skill set. It's like how I train pro athletes. Even I take that entire nervous energy or anger energy or whatever the negative energy is that's bubbling up and you can redirect it to the outcome you actually desire. And it will be a more productive outcome because you're shifting out of fear to love from lack to abundance, from fighting against the problem and into the energy of solution. The energy of solution is a completely different energy and it exists outside that space. So I love that you brought up, like, it doesn't have to be this loudness. The speaking up for yourself could be a very firm, quiet, calm energy. That's matter of fact, like I am not tolerating that anymore. And I don't even need to say the words, like it is an energy of calm. And again, it's more matter of fact that you're like, I don't participate in that. That is not who I am. I'm going to reflect on that for a moment, even if it's two minutes and respond based on what I desire, not on what I don't want. And I mean, think of that in, in terms of being a mom, you know, you're home, you're with your kids, your kids are coming at you with whatever energy they brought home from school that day. If they had a fight with someone at school or they have a project they don't want to do, you know, there's a million things that your kids could come at with you. You could even use that there. Right. I mean, kids are, you know, kids are so close to the truth of who they are. Before I became a mindset and manifesting coach, I grew an education technology company of my own with my family at over 700 locations. I literally worked with teachers, parents, entrepreneurs, thousands of them all over the country. It makes you do your job so well because you are at heart, right? You know how to explain it well with love. So that that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, kids taught me everything I needed to know before I had my own. I worked with, you know, hundreds of thousands of them and teachers and parents to know exactly where people get like blocked up and you know exactly what sometimes shines the light on our own security you know like or insecurity so if a teenager walks in the room and they're starting to 
you know, rattle off all their negativity of whatever, like you're saying, unloading their day and even maybe kind of directing it at you, you could be like, that sounds hard. Like you had a hard day. You could actually just meet them and be a sounding ear, yes. you know, but at the same time, a lot of, you know, people are very reactive or that like sometimes, you know, the kids reactions fire off a negative reaction in us. And it doesn't have to be that way. And actually when you learn to flip it to the positive, you're really giving the kids the exact example of what they need to hold a positive energy, despite what's swirling around you. So if you're the one holding the positive energy as mom, despite their negative energy walking into the room, you're actually teaching them the skill set on how to hold that positivity despite it. And it's, it's a big skill set to learn. It really is. And then they're also, you're modeling that behavior as well. And so, you know, kids do so much just absorbing you, your energy and what they see. And it's not always what you say, but it's, you know, a little twitch on your face and they know what that means. And, you know, that they are just sucking in everything. And so if you're able to do that as a mom and stay in your power, but that, again, that calm, loving power, I've met people who, when they were first learning how to set boundaries, which is just a different way. I love your sentence, but it's just a different way of saying that. What is it? I will not accept that. Well, I don't participate in that. Participate in that. Exactly. I've met a lot of people who, when they first start doing that, I don't participate. They either say it too loud or no contact, right? You either just, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not even going to respond. I'm not, and no answer sometimes is an answer and that's fine if you need to, right? But if you can say it with grace and strength of, I do not participate in that. I'm going to go take a second. I'll be right back. And then let's try again. Mm -hmm. I mean, the skills you're teaching with your kids when you can do that and stay so calm in yourself is so much. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it, it's not the words and it's not, you know, it's, it's an energy before the action. So like you said, with grace, with kindness, with different ways to respond differently, but you might be feeling the exact opposite in that moment, which is blocking that ability. So the, I don't participate in that is not really for them. It's for you. It's for you to create a free pass. I call it to you from you to okay. free pass yourself in the moment, not run and hide from it. Because in many times that people do block people, it's in an energy of fear. It's not in an energy of who they're becoming. It's who they're trying to avoid or leave behind. And that's still participating in the energy of the problem. So it's back to the flip. It's all about what action. It's not just the action. What energy am I take? Like what energy am I in? Am I in self doubt or fear or lack when I'm taking this action? That's where most people are reacting from. And that's why the flip is so important that when I teach people to flip it, because when you take the same action, even if it's to, let's say like, let's talk a, a very simple, like outside of kids. Cause sometimes seeing examples outside of kids is easier. Like a scale, like if the scale is controlling you and you're like done with the scale, I'm going to hide it in the closet for the next, you know, 10 days. I don't want to have this number tell me how good I am or how off track I am or how on track I am. Right. So we put the scale in the closet. If you're putting the scale in the closet, because you can't step on it without feeling that, you know, ick feel, you're still potentially doing it from a fearful place. If you're sitting back and you're like, I'm not going to participate in that 
because this is who I'm becoming. I'm becoming someone who measures myself beyond just a number on the scale. I'm, 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 you know, taking my measurements. I'm seeing how good I feel, how positive I am. Like there's so many ways to measure success. And it's the same thing with kids. It's like, are you drawing lines and creating boundaries or like not letting them do something because you fear something and you're trying to avoid something you don't want is a very different energy than drawing that same line, taking that same action because of where you're bringing them and you next. And that is what makes or breaks the next step of things. Cause so many times people are like, I don't get it. My friend did this with her son and it (laughs) worked for them. And how come it's not working for me? What's wrong with me? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's not that it's the energy and intent behind it. And kids can sniff out fear and self doubt more than anyone on this planet. So true. Because they can feel everything, right? They haven't learned to to push it down yet. So they, it's all right there. How did you first learn about energy and how to work with it? Did you always kind of feel it as a kid? Were you one of those empath kids or, or where did it come out in you? Because you speak to it so well and I know you could feel it so well. Where did that come from? I mean, I never lost sight of my imagination and my ability to feel what like I was picturing in my head. So, you know, when we're younger, we usually have a pretty wild imagination and we imagine things and it's cool, but I never lost that ability. I think a lot of times people are like, I don't imagine. And when you imagine, you can imagine something that then invokes a feeling. So, you know, if I were to like, say, get angry right now, you would have to think of something and picture a situation likely from a past reference point in order to feel the energy of anger. Okay. Right. So that visualization for me is one of like the greatest superpowers because your imagination really is a superpower. And for most people, they're not directing it towards accessing emotions that they actually want to foster. So, you know, a lot of people are visualizing what if this happens? (gasps) You know, what if that happens? <gasps> like, what if this happens? Worry, 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 worry. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, we're worriers. As moms, it's like part of our job title, right? We got to worry. But why do we worry? So I, I, I teach, you know, you can access the emotions and I'll explain, you know, how I kind of, I mean, there's so many methods I do it because I think there, as a teacher, I know that there's so many different learning styles. I mean, working with thousands of kids all over the country, I recognize everyone's got their own different learning styles, visual. So I'm a very visual learner. Right. So I'm able to access feelings by imagining, you know, the outcome I do want being like, I want to live life in vacay. I want to see this ocean view out my window, you know, that I now get to see. I want to, you know, even when I was living in an apartment and people thought I was absolutely nuts. So it's like, but I can feel it when I go there in my imagination. So that's, how I usually access it very visually. And I, I really want to stress that whatever you're imagining, if it's not positive, right, you're starting to put that energy into a negative outcome that has not happened yet. You got to be really mindful of that because you are, whatever you're giving your attention to, you're fostering in some way. And so hunger, absolutely. Luckily you don't, like manifest the negative as easily as the positive because love is ultimately what creates and manifesting, you know, is your power to create through your ability to focus your loving energy and attention in places. So when people are worrying, especially if you have some warriors right now listening, my first advice is to 
recognize that whatever you're worried about is pointing to underneath the worry, what's meaningful to you. So if you have a new driver in the house and you're worried and you're suddenly like picturing them like crashing or something, it's because, you know, their health, their life is so meaningful to you. So I, you know, when you learn how to flip worry again, like we've just talked about flipping things from negative to positive, you really like realize that you can normalize a lot of these, like, Oh, no wonder I really, but then you can redirect your imagination. Like I want to picture my son instead of like crashing, you know, that's what the mom brain sometimes does. It imagines like worst case scenario. No, I want to picture him at home tonight, like laughing at dinner. Absolutely. You redirect it. So that's how I access it. I've been accessing that my whole life. My mom, when I was little, was given two years to live and she's alive today at 75 years old. But, you know, the naysayers and the doctors that were telling her, you know, that she would have been dead by the time I was eight years old she held a positive outcome for me and my two sisters like in a way that was how she just rolled. She was just like a hundred percent decision. I'm not leaving you girls and I'm surviving and I don't care what anyone else says. Like this is a decision. (laughs) Like we'll find that path is basically she didn't say those words, but intuitively. And I guess from an empathetic way, you're saying like, did I always feel I could feel that she projected this outcome and, and in any challenge like that, that my family underwent, you know, through my growing up years, even yeah. if there were tough challenges like that, that were life or death, I always was raised with the ability to see that there's a positive that's possible despite the negative that's in your face. And so naturally I developed the step-by-step on how to manifest faster because I could see it visually because that is my superpower. As people talk, I often see it as images. Yeah. No, so, that is a superpower. I love that. Yeah. It's like, as people are speaking, I usually am like seeing it in pictures sometimes, like, you know, that are symbolic of what they're saying. And I can immediately tell, and I have this, I'm from Jersey, New Jersey. So I like did a little slap slap with love at like speak very direct being like, stop, right? Like, just don't talk from that fearful place. You don't have to. Right. And flip it to the positive. But so I've always been doing it, but I know I intuitively learned it through how I was raised and then it was fostered. So I'm like a hundred percent in my purpose and teaching what I, I didn't even choose to be a coach of this. It just kept, everyone just kept asking me, how do I, how do I? And I could always see their next step. (laughs) So I could always just give it to be like, oh, you need to do this. So I developed a how-to and I I found like, there's not a lot of how-tos out there. There's like the very spiritual side of like Abraham Hicks and everything. There's a very sciencey side of epigenetics and Bruce Lipton and like Joe Dispenza. And I'm just like, oh, I, I really bring a very practical everyday, you know, reality to it. That's exactly why I love you. And exactly why, again, fangirling out here, because I listen to all those people. I completely believe it. However, here's my difference. Okay. And this is why I love how you teach it again, from a teacher, loving mom energy of like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Let me just show you how, right? Because I was raised kind of the exact opposite in my house. It was whoever was suffering the most wins right? So my dad was this like, always sick and everyone has to take care of me and this whole, like, so that was the energy. And I'm this like, again, empath little kid that was like goofy and fun and musical. And I was like, yeah, let's have fun. And they were like, no, be quiet. Right. And so for someone well, like me or someone who a lot of moms are very anxious, 
um, like you're right, th- things can go wrong. Things, it, it happens. We are not in control of this universe or what happens to us. You know, even if you're, I'm sure you hear from a lot of women who aren't having kids yet or haven't found their perfect partner and you can't control when that person comes, right? There's so much that's out of our control. But why not take that minute and think of how it could go right? Mm. How that be your set point of it can be awesome. Like that's my whole point of this podcast. I am so close with my kids. I love them so much. My son is coming home for the weekend tomorrow just because my daughter I saw the other day and my kids are normal, happy kids. They have their own friends. They're not like, you know what I mean? It's not they have to come home to see mom. We just get along so well and everybody's happy. And I hold that space for them of why not be happy? Why not why can it not be the best case scenario, right? So how do you teach to that that's your normal, that's your set point, that why, why could it not go right? Like, of course, all this bad exactly. stuff could happen, but maybe it won't. Maybe this awesomeness yeah. can happen. I challenge all thoughts that are not originally my own. <laughs> that's basically how I roll. So when I'm like hearing thoughts that are not in line with what I dream and envision as a mom, which started very young for, you know, when I was first having kids, you know, in my twenties and, you know, people would be like, Oh, terrible twos or, Oh, wait till this. And I'd be like, I don't, again, I don't participate in that. I'd be like, I don't subscribe to that thought. Like, I think, I think the twos can be amazing. Like, I don't think they have to be terrible. I'm not going to label any year terrible, right? Because who knows what life is going to throw my way. And again, I think because of my early years and being enduring, you know, what I went through with my family and just seeing my mom and like come out positive and all this other stuff. I, I have that le- like lens of like anything's possible. Why yeah. every day is a gift, like with the people that you love. And if that's not how you feel every day, like that's on you to, to shift. So every day is a gift with the people that you love. Like my family comes first with like every decision that I make. So, right. you know, I'm like, I, why would I subscribe to before they're even two that they're going to be terrible? Or why would I think that the teenage years were going to be so hard or just wait till they're this Laura, right? That's like being like, I'm 47. And they were like, wait till you're 40. Like, I'm like, no, I'm going to like rock six pack abs for the first time and wear a half shirt at 40. Like, and I did, but I didn't even own shorts till I was 40. Like that was a big thing. Right. So you see this strong, confident version of me now, but I can go back. And I love the, you know, how you're doing this podcast, especially for moms who are just starting out or trying to find their way. Cause if I, had I not worked with thousands and thousands of kids, parents, and teachers before I had my own, you know, I'm so thankful to having grown that education company. Cause I'm like, this was the, a skill set that I needed not only to become the mindset coach I am today, to be so close to truth and, you know, wisdom and intuition. And, you know, again, you pr- positive use of my imagination, all the things, but in also what you're saying, like challenge, like what is in front of you? Why not have it be amazing? Why would you want a year with your children to be terrible? Just so you could be like, I don't know what I'm like. I don't know how to handle them at two. So I'm just going to chalk it off and be like, they're, they're in their terrible twos. Cause I can't, I don't know how to manage them when they have a tantrum. Like yeah. again, on us to learn how to navigate through a more loving lens that you can, you know, you can, you can show up better. And yep. 
You know, it's, I have an amazing relationship with our kids. We're not challenge free. I put my own tools to the test. I mean, God, my kids, you know, they had like crazy injuries in the last year. One of my sons like fractured his skull, like another son did like emergency surgery. And during those times I was like, okay, my brain, as they're talking like neurosurgeons and stuff like, right. Like suddenly you're like poof into this negative, like, oh my God, like, is my kid about to go into surgery? Yeah. And luckily, thank God, like he's fine, but it's using your power of your mindset and still like while you're sitting there in the hospital being like, I'm just going to use my imagination right now to close my eyes. And I kept seeing him like decorating for the holidays. Love that. Right. The little two second movie things that I teach, which is just like go to a future reference point not to escape reality, but to give your brain and mindset and heart a break when you're in extreme situations is when you really get, you know, when you can't go and like sit and meditate somewhere or like when life's literally throwing it. Right. And you can't just be like, I don't participate in that because it's in your face. So what can you also do? And that's why you need to have all these tools of the tool belt because you can be like, oh, I'm going to picture this outcome that I want. Oh, I'm going to direct my imagination there. I love that. I love that. That makes so much sense. And and you're right. As, as moms, we do get in times where things are just completely out of our control, you know? And so, yeah, you do have to have those there that you can, you can just pull up. So yeah, no, that's, and, and I love how you said that it's, you can pick somewhere a little bit farther in the future. Like you didn't even pick when he came out of surgery or like the next week when he came home. Cause that's hard too. That like couple okay. days after who is a tough one, but holidays six months from now he's going to be through his pt he's going to be happy and and nor- and then it it does just give your whole nervous system a break for a minute to come back to normal so that you can be strong enough to get through it well then you respond differently in the moment so i when you train on how to manifest it's not just acting as if it's not just going to the point like of the manifesting like you're saying it's not just like the day that you get the job or meet the guy or whatever it is that you're trying to manifest or like something maybe even with your kids but like it, you can only manifest from your perspective so if you're going to manifest from your perspective you can't control someone else's behaviors you got to go to a future you so i have a lot of lessons around this how can you go to that future you that's not feeling the pain of the current you while you're still looking at the the current situation? So you're, again, you're not sugarcoating it. You're like, okay, well, this is clearly a problem, right? It might be even a teacher problem at school. It might be a bullying situation, but how can I take our, myself, ourselves, you know, past the energy of all this to a solution that I see in the future where it's resolved And who would I be in that resolved state? And how can I be that version of me now who has sustained the ups and downs through it all to get there? And so I've designed tools on how to do that. But, you know, there is a future version of you who does not feel the same resistance to the current struggles that the current you feels. And when you can access that state. So as an example, in the emergency state, when suddenly like my, when my, my 12 year old went from OR, I mean, no, it's from, from like ultrasound to like, oh, we have to do emergency surgery. <laughs> okay. This is a, a different thing. Not the skull fracture. This is all in the last like six months to one year. I'm like, what? But you know, just sometimes like you're saying you, you can't control sometimes the things that are happening outside of you, but you can control how you respond. You can control your thoughts inside, inside that situation. You can control the outcome again that you're facing. 
So in this example, when the surgeon, like who, cause then they were like short staffed or something. The surgeon actually was like, we're short staffed, you know, like, I don't know. Like she was actually kind of trying to tell me that like, she wasn't a hundred percent certain that the prognosis of what they were about to do was going to be positive. Okay. 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 And I literally, because I had already imagined like what I had wanted, even in that situation, like same scene. Now I'm going all the way to the holidays. Like this kid's fine. Like he's going to be okay. Like there's a version that the story ends and it's fine. He's fine. And, you know, I'm going to put my energy and focus there. Well, when the surgeon said that to me, I was able to look deeply in her eyes and be like, well, that we're not necessarily that case, you know? And I spoke so clearly to her versus being like a like needy victim-y, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't believe this. This is happening to us, blah, blah, blah. Like that would have just participated in her energy, which was, you know, just, she was being real. She's like, well, based on that number of hours, this and that, like we might do this, this, I don't really feel, you know, it it could have like whatever negative, whatever. And I'm just like, I was able to like dial in with a level of power and strength that I could tell, like reached her. Good. I love that. Yeah. And when we, even though I was crying in the waiting areas, like, you know, I was like for the hour and a half, I was done with the surgery. Of course. How could you not be? Yeah. <laughs> like, just because I'm just like, I felt like a piece of me was in surgery, right? 100%. Absolutely. But I kept closing my eyes and imagining her come out and be like, you won't believe this. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what happened. So like, can you bend reality? I don't know. Do you, what do you believe? However, again, where are you putting your energy and focus? And if you're going to be putting your energy and focus in, in an outcome, why right. not make it the one you want? Right. Even in that, like I had to share that story because I've had so many moms reach out to me being like, you know, I had my daughter had a, like an ear infection and this happened. The doctor said this to me and I was like, but this is what I see and boom. And now she's fine. And da, 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 da. And I'm like, just for sharing that one story, because it was a like a traumatic thing that wound up being positive. And that's just one example with health, but you know, kids are always throwing us different kinds of challenges. You got to show up and be in your power towards the outcome you want, towards the version of you you're becoming. Yeah. So I'm going to share a little story and then, and then you, you take it back. So I got divorced a couple of years ago and was so proud of myself as I was coming out of it that I had stayed true to the kind of mom that I wanted to be. So even going through one of the hardest times and going through a, you know, codependent narcissist whole thing, as I was coming out of it and waking up from, you know, being in a a place that was not healthy, I was like, you know what though? I stayed the mom I wanted to be and true to myself and close with my kids. I know. Thank you all the way through it. And it was my number one, like, wow, you did this. Right. And again, another reason why my kids and I are so close today is because no matter what was happening around me, I stayed in that power of the mom I wanted to be, how much love I wanted to give them, how much support I would be there for them, not to do it for them, but you know what I mean? How do you stay in that manifesting truth when your co-parent, or even if you're, you know, married and in love, whatever, you don't always see eye to eye about something the kids are, are going to do, right? Whether it's letting them go to 
Cabo for spring break or whether it's letting them, you know, jump their bike, dirt bikes off of something. And <laughs> How did you know? How did you know that's happening in my reality right now that I'm like a, I'm a absolute no. And like, but all the friends are going mom. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, sorry. you know, not no, in the household right now. Like, no, I'm clear on that. <laughs> I'm clear on like, that. But okay. I agree. So first of all, I have to reel it back to the other I want you to like really pat yourself on the back. First of all, you and anyone who's listening who were exposed to negative relationships growing up that were difficult, got yourself into a negative relationship that was difficult and has overcome. Big pack of pets on the back because that version of you has carried such a light from the little girl version of you being like, I just want to be music and have fun. And like, what, what? Like, and I'm like, you were put in that environment without, you know, like just knowing that you were put in that environment. And then you now have overcome what you, you know, needed to learn likely from that. So that's kudos to you because when you recognize that you are in charge of these next steps, that's huge. I think what's also powerful that you just shared is that there's a role change through a divorce like we're you're, there's, but like the role of father to the kids, mother to the kids, I believe it's so incredible to maintain the integrity of that versus it's so easy to get split into sides and right. you know, bad and good and judgment and all that. And, you know, then we're passing a lot of our own baggage to our kids and that's not necessarily, you know, what they've come here to do you know, they're not here to clean up our stuff. They, they're going to have their own lessons to learn. So again, kudos to you for recognizing the strength in that of maintaining the integrity of relationships based on love, no matter what they were exposed to in the process to find that integrity. If people are like, Oh shoot, did I mess up today? You know, <laughs> there's no mess. Anything done in the intent of love, even if it's messy, kids can feel that it's still done in love. That's, that's huge. And then in terms of exposure, when people are in disagreement, right? right I, so who's the dirt bike one, right? So, so your kid comes in, ask your husband, Hey, can I go ride my dirt bike in the mudslides while it's raining? Right? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah, no. And then, you know, dad's like, Oh, what are you talking about? And you get into it a little bit, but you kind of maintain that power I don't know. How do you navigate? Yeah, that? I mean, so I always suggest like recognizing where you're not seeing eye to eye and, you know, the kids don't need to see the entire cleanup process, but it needs to be cleaned up. Whoever's more certain at that time is likely going to win the, the conversation, right? Whoever holds the most certainty will likely be the most powerful voice in those yeah. heated moments. So that's a ding, ding, ding from a, I think from a relationship perspective to take a broad step back and be like, we need to clean up the discussion around safety and security and what's in line and what's not in line of that. Because maybe we've never been exposed to our kid asking for, to go out for dirt bikes in the rain during mudslides, you know? So they had one perspective, you have another perspective and it's not seeing eye to eye. So I typically, you know, in the energy of the problem is usually not, when the answer is found. True. So you're just going to be combating one another and who's right, who's wrong can be 
like yelled about until you're both blue in the face. It's not going to help. So in my methods where you're like learning the flip, it, the biggest thing with the flip it that I'm known for from negative to positive is you brought in the perspective. So the, the conversation is we want a family dynamic or relationship, whether we're in the same household, not in the same household that comes to an agreement about like health and safety, for example. And then you get to share, you know, your piece, you know what I mean? Then, then it's like a, an, a healthy discussion on the broader perspective versus what's in your face in that current moment. But ultimately I do think it's healthy for kids, you know, like even if they've got like a ick teacher or, you know, they're getting exposed to different personalities that are so opposite of yours. Like, I think that's not unhealthy. I think that's for the kids sometimes to learn how to navigate stronger in who they are. That's so true. Yeah. And stay in their own authentic truth and coming through it with their, their happy outcome. And Absolutely. Mean every step of a divorce or a situation where people are going through struggle is going to be feeling good and positive. It's not like about all rainbows every step of the way. Right. But it's, it's one of the most important skill sets to teach kids that through it all, this is like our comeback, or this is what we learned from it, or this is a, you know, like you don't have to really sugarcoat. They don't need to be exposed to all the negative, right? But at the same time, it's like, and now through it all, look at you now, like look at mom's rise now, like look at what I'm creating in my next chapter. But that was still a chapter that got me here. Right. And the resilience. And my daughter, you know, is funny in terms of, you know, she'll be like, well, it took you long enough to understand that you needed to. And I said, you're absolutely right. You know, do better than I did. And, you know, like, you know, because sometimes we are the best versions of ourselves and our kids are watching. And sometimes we're like, oops, oopsies. Right. Exactly. That's such an important skill set. Saying oops, it's one of my favorite things. I say, oops, I'm human. I'm learning. I fell down. I get back up. Like, I mean, again, like you can't, we're, we're so quick to fix our kids. It's so uncomfortable. Like my kid, one of my sons now goes to an independent study like program and I, he loves it. Like he's thriving. The ups and downs to get there was not pleasant. Like <laughs> seeing him struggle and then not want to go to school and all the other things. And then like, not trying to just bounce into a, like a quick decision of like taking him out and putting him in something new and like, like the mom, the mom in us wants to fix. Cause we're like, well, if we could just remove the problem and not see my child, like, you know, floundering, yeah. like want to fix their problems. And that's why when we're experiencing a problem, such mm -hmm. as you know, going through whatever you went through, it's not really a problem unless you get stay stuck in it forever. You right. know what I mean? Like the, the oops, or I made a mistake or all that. Like I'm like, I'm super clear now. I guess I needed a hundred more days of that to now know. So what your daughter's like shining a light on, you can laugh off. Like mom, you should have known. Be like, ha ha ha. Yes. I guess I needed a hundred more days of that, you know, in my face reminders in order to be clear, like I am now moving forward. Right. That's an important thing for her, you to flip back to her because you don't want to get stuck. No one here should, that's listening. You don't want to get stuck in the, I wasted my time. I shoulda, I coulda, I would have done this differently. Cause then you're not in trust. Then you're not trusting that every stepping stone led you to who you are today. Yeah. And, and the judgment of that, you're rejecting every part of you. And then you're rejecting a part. You're rejecting the part that 
took too long. When I'm like, no, that was the exact day that you decided you were no longer going to move forward in that way. And you needed that to be in that precise day. Yeah. No, absolutely. And judging yourself for it, or there was something that triggered me huge. Oprah had a book that came out, I think it was last year. And it was what happened to you was the title of the book. And there was a part of it that was like, you know, if you're in a marriage and the kids are sick, you should leave as soon as humanly possible. And so that same little thing was triggered me of like, oh, I shouldn't have stayed so long. And then I said, you know what? Me judging myself for that, me being like you were bad and wrong, that doesn't help anybody. No. You know, maybe I should have, maybe I should It teaches them to judge themselves the next time they make a mistake three times. And so I flipped that to now I'm prepared. Like I needed that many times to prepare me. Now I'm prepared for what's next. So when you flip it from, I should have done this, I could have done that. And you're ruminating it and you're overthinking the problem and you wish you could go back. We can't go back. So it's just, then it carries the energy of the problem into today. You're putting those bricks on your shoulders. You're volunteering to put them on your shoulders at that moment, even though you don't want them. So that is a lot that hard, then you're like resenting yourself, shame and guilting yourself. And that carries, it's the lowest energy, shame and guilt. And so it's carrying that negativity baggage forward. And so when I really work on tools to like release those bags, release those weights off your shoulders, know that every single stepping stone, when you trust and embrace acceptance of yourself right now today, yeah, it really does release that and allow you the space to create new. Absolutely. Absolutely. And can we talk a second about, I guess, goal setting, but manifesting, you know, because that's your word and I love it. It's my favorite too. (laughs) The relationship that you want to have with your kids, right? So if you go ahead to when you're dropping them off at college, which is such like a moment that we can all see and feel and hold and oh, it's the best and the worst because you know you did a good job and they're ready to go. But also you have to be like, okay, bye. Hope you <laughs> eat dinner. You know, like, oh, it's, it's, again, it's the best and the worst, it's, but it's the goal. How you want your relationship to be, how you want to feel on that day, how proud. And then from where you are now, whether your kids are three or seven or 10, how can you choose it, what you want, and then kind of manifest through so that on that day, you really feel, you know, I get so many messages from moms who go, their kids go to college and then they don't hear from them for two, three weeks. Mm. Like they honestly, and there is a little bit of, of, you know, where they're figuring it out, but, and the kids are like, okay, thanks. Bye. And sometimes the parents do that too. You turned 18, see ya, but what relationship do you, do you want with your kids? And then how do you manifest that? Mm, such a good question. And, you know, goals and manifesting to me, manifesting is like manifesting the results. To me, it's like coming to fruition, this vision that you have and the vision supports the goals. So, you know, it's like casting a vision. I go all the way I have, you know, congratulations cards, one of my tools from my future self all over the place. And I, you know, they keep coming true, but I congratulate myself from the future mom who created these relationships and participated in the energy that was my part that I'm responsible for in it, in the creation of that. Like, who am I the magnetic match to the kind of mom that, you know, 
has a relationship with my kids that reflect blank. And that's really what you want to start vision casting. So when you're stuck in the heat of the moment and you're like, I don't want my kid to rah, 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 whatever that is, exactly. <laughs> the flip, and I've been doing this all week. It's actually this week's topic in my private group coaching. And this week is like how to flip the relationship to the qualities that you deserve and you desire. Now flip it into a relationship that reflects those qualities and take ownership in your part of the reflection of that quality. So for example, you know, I don't want my kid to be, you know, complaining, like telling me whatever, whatever's wrong, like judging, whatever, you know what I mean? I clearly desire, you know, a relationship with my children that reflects unity, acceptance, love, support. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you got to work on where's your part in that? Where are you judging yourself? Where are you not accepting yourself? Where are you being the example of maybe the opposite energy? And how do you clean that up? So you're providing the shell of the space, the platform for this incredible relationship. And it's deep because like when you're looking at what's the relationship that I want to have with them when they're walking down the aisle, if they get married, when they're having kids someday and I'm a grandparent, when they're like, I work on those. Like I work in those visions, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Italian. I'm like, I see this big Italian table. I'm like serving my grandkids food. Like they're just, everyone's running around happy. Like, I don't know. Like I just see this vision. My kids make a joke because we're half Italian, half Jewish. So it's just, it's all food and all noise and all like just the biggest love ever. So yeah, no, I picture that too. hundred percent. Yeah. If you don't cast the vision and then are like, well, what kinds of relationships are supported like in the qualities of this vision and what's my part in this. And if you don't work on that, you are going to get a mixed bag because relationships are two way streets. So if you're waiting to see what your kids are going to be like as teenagers, if you're waiting to see like, sure, they've got their own innate personalities, but if you're not doing the creative process, I'm like, I'm like, we're mom, we're like badass, we're rock stars. Like we created them. Like they literally like, you know, for nine months, 10 months, like we're built in our bodies. We didn't worry about whether their lungs were forming, their brain was forming, their, you know, eyelashes were forming. Like we just manifested, right? Like unbelievable. But we do that. We, we like cut ourselves short in so many ways when it comes to manifesting beautiful relationships. And, and, you know, you can be more proactive at designing the vision vision casting of, you know, the, the decades, how do you imagine them? And that's, and I did that for every version, you know, kids, newborns, whatever, you know, toddlers, elementary, now we're in the teenage years. And, you know, I imagine like what it's going to be like when, you know, I'm grandma, like you got to Yeah, you do. I love the fact that you understand, or the, the whole point is like the, the sweet spot, or I don't know, what's important is, that you have the power and you also have to clean up your side of the street, right? When you see something reflected back at you, like if your kid's giving you lip or like, you know, you hear about like sassy seven-year-old girls, you know, that are starting to talk back. Okay, there's a reason that they're talking to you like that and that you're allowing it or like, are you talking to them like that? But then the next step, because you're the adult in the room is, how do you clean it up? Really looking at it, taking your own ownership in it, 
right? And so that you can show up as this mom that you want to be. A hundred percent. I mean, if you feel, let's say in that case, like underappreciated and your kid comes in with that little bit of sass or that little bit of like teenage banter, right? Like blah, 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 blah. And they like just have that moment. Cause again, they might be releasing something from their school day. But if you're sitting there being like, all I do all day is give, 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 because I've got a big heart and I'm a giver and I'm a mom and I'm not getting any appreciation back in. Does anyone appreciate me? And then that moment that kid comes in and gives you that little bit of sass, you explode Mm -hmm. versus being like, oh, they're seven. Isn't that funny to be seven and think you actually know, like this could be not what you'd say to them, but in your life and actually think they know everything about life at seven, right? And you can actually dis, not dismiss it because you're being like condoning it. But again, it's like, I'm not participating in it. If you give it no energy, it's not going to keep coming at you. But if you're suddenly like hitting the pan and throwing a dish in the sink and be like, no one ever appreciates any of me. And now you have the, you know, blah, blah, blah to come in and blah, 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 like power struggle war that did not need to happen. And again, I'm not about tolerating something you shouldn't tolerate, but it's not in that moment. Maybe at bedtime and she's reading a book or whatever it is that happens and brushing your teeth and you gently come to the door at that time, three, four hours later, and you're like, you know, when you came in from school today and you said, blah, 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 like that needs to stop. Yeah. And that's it. Loving, like, I just want to love you, but this is something that isn't working for me. You're absolutely right. Like, hey, if you had a hard day, I'm here for you. Right. That's not, that's not the behavior that's condoned here, but you don't do it in the energy of it. And so many parents are like, but I had to speak my mind. I'm just like, yeah, you, you're meeting her resistance or energy of the problem with your resistance. And that's not a solution energy at all. So yeah, it's, it's interesting because again, like, you know, I think we're all hit up with different things and if it's activating bottom line, if it's activating a feeling that you don't want to create from whatever your emotions are, you're manifesting. So if you're stifling them down and like that underappreciation is a real common one, right? Then we're full of anxiety or full of underappreciation, all these things. You need to gift yourself that energy to you from you, not through your kids. No, no. Because again, you are the adult in the room. You are the one who is, who is in the power, who is in charge. And if you're letting them trigger you that much, then they're in, you're giving away your power. And then it, they don't know. They're kids. They're right. not in charge, right? So like- I used, to, I used to flip classrooms. I used to literally be like in my education years, be put into some of the worst classrooms to flip them. Okay, like from negative to positive. And these teachers would be like, I mean, it's incredible, like labeling the kids and telling me how terrible they were and this or that. And I'd be like, they're amazing kids. They just might be misbehaving because it's a very easy way. Negative attention is way easier to get than positive attention. You think the kid's acting out. It, maybe that kid doesn't get hugs at home. Like maybe that's their only time they get any attention. So I would literally go into Washington, D.C., New York City and flip these classrooms. And, you know, immediately the kids would be good what, where, where were these kids all along? And I'm like, Oh, they were always good kids. They may have been behaving like other than the truth of who they actually are, which are good kids because it triggered you. It got 
the attention they wanted. Kids are so smart. They're literally the smartest humans on the planet, but they want to be spoken to with love. They are really wanting to, I believe, come here to show us truth. And if we think we've got to teach them, then like, that's already, they're, they're here to teach us. Yeah. And, and to poke those places that we do need to fix ourselves. And so then you have to do the work. You have to, you know, be the grown up that does the work. Absolutely. Uh Ah, You have such a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much. Okay. So I have to get into happiness because it's a word that I love. It's a word that I'm trying to find it on my notes here. Oh, here we go. First of all, one of your things is snack on happiness. I love that. That's adorable. But also it's peace, calm, and neutrality. So like, let's start with the fact of what happiness is. Happiness isn't, you know, Disneyland every day or, you know, your wedding day or whatever, something that's, it's not always as high and euphoric as it can be. Happiness is actually in my opinion, and then I would love to hear your definition, just a state of peaceful good, right? Like a little bit higher than content because you just, just are, but this natural state of like, this is just good. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, how do you define happiness? Yeah, I just, I do. I define happiness as uh, it's really the truth of who you are. It's the calm energy in your most peaceful state. And it's so quiet happiness because it is just the calm, loving, relaxed version of you that you might feel very far from right now, but is actually, that's the truth of who you are. It's your most natural state. And it might not feel natural right now. That's why I teach people how to practice it, to get back to it, how to snap on happy and get back to your most natural state because it's just being blocked. I believe that we're, you know, my perspective is that we're born happy and then it gets blocked. Sometimes for some people it gets blocked immediately. I mean, therapists from all over the world send me people and, you know, they're like, this person's been, you know, abused for 10, 20, 40 years. And, you know, they're ready for the now moving forward. You know, that's what I do as a mindset coach. I'm like, I'm not here to poke at the problems that led you here, but I am here for the now moving forward and to help you reframe them. And happiness is one of the easiest, simplest, let's say not easiest, simplest, reframes because if even if it's blocked or it's been blocked for many years or decades where someone's like, I don't even know what that feels like, Laura, like my state of being is anxious, worried, like stressed, overwhelmed, like pulling my hair out, wishing there was a thousand of me, you know, struggling against time, you know, all those things. Yeah. Then those things just block happiness. So happiness to me is about getting back to the things that bring a gentle smile to your face because in your most happy state, you're actually in flow. You are a manifesting genius and the answers that are inside you and the wisdom that's inside you and the intuition that's inside you has time to flourish when you practice that happy state, when you learn how to get back to that calm place and you don't have to be all Zen and go meditate to get there. And that's why I really like designed the snack on happy programs because I'm like, you need to get there while you're driving in the car. You need to get there while you're washing dishes. You need to snack on happy while you're folding laundry. You need to snack on happy while you're brushing your teeth. And it's just noticing the things that bring a gentle smile to your face. Like I love the blue sky right now, even though I'm stuck in traffic. 
I love, you know, the white molding around the window. Like it could be so simple, but if it brings a gentle smile to your face and you allow yourself to just feel the little bit of joy, that's a tiny little inner smile. You're reflecting an energy that is so calm that it's usually overlooked. It's usually not focused on. And you're saying people think they have to get to the big thing in order to feel happy. And in that need to, you know, be a certain weight or have a certain amount of money or have a certain relationship with my kids in order to be happy, that's untrue. You got to be happy first and then those things happen faster. So that's why I'm like to help with the manifesting faster because I'm like, happiness is the path to faster manifesting. And you can start accessing it right now, despite what's happening and stealing your power and all these other things that we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. High five through the computer. You're absolutely (laughs) right on. And I I can't tell you how many times I try to explain to people, because so many people in my life think that happiness is that like, it's the best and everything's wonderful and it's going to stay there. Or they don't even want to use the word right? Mm -hmm. Like happiness isn't something that you should strive for. It should be like goal setting or pushing hard. And I just, it's the hardest thing because it is what so an amazing not episode. just simple, Thanks so but much for tuning in and so, listening all the way like, to the it's, end. It's funny that just you said the blue skies, A, not if just you want to find kind of neighbor, so not from where we live. And, and we're so lucky that we have blue skies, over there. except for um, during the rainy dad's season this year, all the time. It is my favorite. And I do these Monday morning mindset, little 15 minute, you know, like meditations, basically. And almost every time I talk about baby mama, whatever you call it, and I see the blue sky. And if you Allow what yourself I, do, I am to, yes like, dot mama that does make Ilana, me happy. M-A-M-A. Or like there was one I was talking I-L-A-N-A about my iced tea on and how delicious and just so this iced tea was. Again, now if someone isn't used to, to that love state of well, just calm right? happy, they, they would be like, okay, whatever, it's nice tea. Like congratulations. It just be no. Something it was amazing goes so all good. around the world and the ice and just build a sense of community. Right. And like, you know what I mean? You well. can just let so yourself. you guys. And I think Go that's what we do so often is we don't Thanks allow ourselves. You think you have to have a reason to be happy, right? Something has to happen to me for me to be happy. Like my kid comes home and got an A on their test or whatever, and then I'll be happy, right? And it really just is the opposite. Happiness can be just that is your starting place and it does feel good and it's okay to feel good. And then spoiler alert, you, you get to feel good. Like yep. that's the worst thing that happens is you're feeling good. Like, okay, you you're, you're bringing your better self out and you know, happiness is at the beginning of manifesting and it's at the end of manifesting. Cause you think in the beginning, it gets you happy and excited to think about the thing that you want, that you're, the reason why you might be setting that goal or vision is because you think you'll be happier in reaching there. Yes. And so it is, it kicks off with happiness. And then once you actually get there and learn how to sustain yourself through the identity of it, so you don't lose it, you know, then you're also maintaining the happiness beyond it. So happiness to me is always like the undercurrent of everything that I teach. It's I, I, at the under like side of all the curriculum that I've developed over many, many years now is happiness and trust because trust, you know, they're forms of self-love happiness to me is an expression of love. You know, it's, it's love expressed, you know, how do you express love? Like you put a smile on your face. Like, Oh, I love that palm tree. Oh, I love that blue sky. Like I love, I allow myself to feel this joy in the presence of these things. 
we're so easy to pass the buck on when something's making us angry. Like you're making me angry. Yeah. Listen, palm tree, you're making me happy. Like we don't do that, you know? So like, if you're gonna allow something outside of you to trigger up an emotion inside of you, you might as well make it the things that trigger up the emotions that you want to foster more of. And that's why I say everything's a practice. Some people practice grumpy, some people practice victim, some people practice this. And again, I'm not here to like, you could be on the other side of this broadcast being like, well, if you just knew what was happening in my life, Laura, and I'm like, no, I hear it all. Believe me. Yeah. And the one thing that separates the people who are then able to create magnificent next steps are the ones who shift their mindset, their mindset, not just being the power of thought, but the power of harnessing your emotional strain, harnessing where your imagination's going, harnessing like, you know, the direction of your inspired actions towards what you want to be doing. So you got to work on all facets. And I, you know, I just love building the step-by-step process of it all. And you're so good at it and you teach it so well. And so I'm, I'm happy that you're on this planet and then we get to you easily and, and all that stuff. And again, the byproduct is then you're happy and then you get everything you want. So like, if you want to stay in that victim mentality, that's your choice, but, or you could be happy and have all these things that you want, you know, why not let yourself do that? It's just so sad. And I, one thing I just want to touch on quick is what a simple way to show your kids how loved they are. That simple smile or find or feeling the joy even when they walk in the room or when they get in the car, you know, I mean, it, it is such an expression of love, but it's such an easy way for us as moms to feel happy. Or if we need something to focus on when we close our eyes for a half a second, just think of your kid, you know, I mean, there's so much love yeah. in there and they feel that they feel when you're Truly, 100%. I actually, like, if you feel scattered, I mean, well, two things that I just have to share before we close out is, like, two major things. When, like, when my, my, my three boys were really little and they, like, brought me breakfast in bed one day and all that coffee and all that yumminess and all that stuff, I was just like, wow, from this day forward, and this was over 10 years ago, I want a Mother's Day hug, like, every day. Like, I'm sorry, this hug was just so real. You know, like, it was just, like, an embrace of all three of them. And so I make sure, again, I want a relationship that reflects that. So I, you know, in the beginning, I would like be the one that wouldn't wait for it. Like I'd be like, bring it in, you know, like now, like it is a practice every morning that when we first see each other, like the first like moment of contact, there's like a mother's day hug. Yeah. There's not a busyness. There's not a checking the phone. There's like, oh my gosh, you arrived. Like you're like cloud nine walking into my kitchen. Yes. Like that level of love is reflected from me to them and them. And it's like, before they leave any given moment, there is always eye contact. Like, I love you. You know, have a, have a good day at school. Like it is not like I could be busy two minutes from now. But I like, you know, I'm always like, there's the little things are the big things. Agreed. And the final thing that I do that has really helped me focus with, especially with the kids is like, I love bedtime and I would spend so much time like with the kids at bedtime. 
invitations for you know to the point my husband so is I, like I'll see you in two hours Laura because at some point it'll be a girlfriend or whatever like they, you know this is not gonna last there's a, there's a finite amount of time that I you know have this very special time with them and it would always be where I would like find out like even in preschool I'd be like was everyone nice today was did the teacher raise her voice like I would like always like have all of these questions yeah Mike I have three boys and I don't know I'd see I don't know whether it was just their personalities but like you know they didn't really like come home and tell me that much no boys don't share in the same way no way yeah, I, I would have to like extract it in fun easy ways but my point is with like focus and scatteredness and overwhelmness or stress when I put my kids to bed even as they were young I would create like a highlight reel and as I'm like tickling their back or they're reading their book or whatever's going on. I, every time my brain would be like, did I get stuff for dinner tomorrow? Did I answer that email for work? Did I do this? Did I do that? I would again, redirect it to a highlight reel where I imagine them being born. And I imagine, you know, them as a toddler and I have a whole, like for each kid, I have like a highlight reel that I play as a movie in my brain to be with them. Even if it's 10 minutes, that like when, so when my imagination or whatever is going off and I'm not a hundred percent present, they feel that they Even do if you're just sitting next to them. Yep. So I got really intentional about my quality of time with the kids and being like, while I'm doing this, I don't want to be thinking about lunch that I have to pack up for tomorrow or whatever. I want to be present with them. And so I started doing this practice and it, it really, it's part of when I teach people how to you know, balance because balance is just your focused energy and attention. Balance yeah. is not, you know, let me give a half amount of work and a half amount of this kid and have balance is a whole other topic that I could talk about, but ultimately <laughs> you got to train yourself how to deliver focused energy yeah. to the most important things in your life. And you'll Agreed. never regret that time. No. And they, they feel it. They, I mean, it's, it's like they can store it away. They know, they know when you're really there and present, they, they can feel that love and it just, yeah, it just becomes a piece of them, you know? And as you know, I have a little, I say a little boy, he's so not little, but <laughs> I had a little boy and you're right that that highlight reel is everything because boys, for whatever reason, who they, they change so much more significantly, like a three-year-old boy to a seven-year-old boy to a third, they're, they're just I mean, they're always in there in the middle, but they're just such a different person, you know, and you never get to say, I'm going to make myself cry. You never get to say goodbye to the last one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you can keep that little bit, like my son, when he was little, had these big blonde curls and, you know, now he has a beard and a girlfriend. You're right. He doesn't snuggle with me anymore. Like, oh, but (laughs) I can go back to that and remember those times where, you know, I did kiss his cheek and it was so soft and, you know, and that that's always available. And, and I love, I mean, your flip it method works on everything and in such good ways and it's such good practice. So I, implore anyone to go into all of your things and definitely come into your coaching, but to learn how to do it. Because even just that moment of me thinking of my little boy and how I did used to cuddle with him and he wanted me there in his bed. And now, you know, that's probably never going to, he's a grown man now, basically. Right. And you can get in the sadness of that or 
you can flip it and be so happy that it happened. Mm. And so know that in that moment, it was perfection. And there will be other perfect moments that I can then manifest and come into. And so there is such good ways of just organizing your life of being grateful for all these things in different ways and knowing you can have more of them. They're just going to be a little bit different, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. It's so fun. And yeah, ultimately every decision in love and made from love is positive, even though, you know, you might feel like you've messed up or had oops moments or made mistakes. Everybody who's listening I just, you know, yeah, everyone's path is different and the kids are amazing. Right. Just love them. Love just them. love them. <laughs> okay. Two quick questions just from the yes mama podcast that we do. One best piece of advice you ever got from a grandma or your mom or something that really helped you as a mom to focus the way you wanted to? Hmm. I'm thinking about my mom who told me everyone's a genius. Like all kids are a genius and a genius is like one who creates. Yeah. Just foster that creative process because like they're all going to be very different in how they create. So that was one piece of advice that I not only brought into my parenting, but I've definitely brought into my like teaching. Yeah, that's so true. So true. And then last one, you have such a beautiful family and, you know, I'm sure have had a million just amazing memories and moments and vacations and all kinds of stuff. But was there one moment that if your kids listen to this podcast in 10 or 20 years, you were like, do you remember that time that was just perfect and wonderful? And even if five minutes later, everyone melted down, but that five minutes was a just your one of your favorite mom moments. Can you think of one that you could touch on? Favorite mom moments. I have so many. I mean, I live on them. (laughs) I would say the move out here to California, you know, was a big moment. I, and it, it might be my perspective of this moment. They probably won't even like think of it, but I kept imagining through any time that like this life on vacay, Laura, that would live at the beach you know, I kept imagining my kids playing football at the beach. It was like a constant imaginative like process where I would just be hanging on the beach. They're playing football and they're just like having fun at, at the beach. And I just kept playing it. And it just happened to be that when, after we moved to California in 2018, that the photographer like was like, oh, we're, we're taking family pictures <laughs> and I'll never forget it because suddenly like for like without even thinking of it, my middle son was like, Oh, I'll grab the football, you know, and put it in the car. And it wasn't until the photos, like she actually captured me in the moment. Wow. When I was like, this was what I was trying to manifest literally for many, many years. And it's happening. And I didn't even think like, I wasn't like, I wasn't like staging anything like you grab the football, whatever, but it was a happening moment of our family being Mm -hmm. in this like life on vacay because Mm -hmm. that's a state of mind. It's not like let's escape our reality and have vacation. My goal was let's live a life like life is vacation and you don't need to take a vacation from your life. You can love every aspect of it. You can create your dream life. You can manifest whatever it is that you desire, you know, in terms of this family life. 
So it doesn't mean again, that there's not bumps or whatever to get there, but I'm just saying that like in that moment, I would say for me, at least, I don't know if it, that it, it probably didn't mean as much for them, but that damn, if they're listening to me like years from now being like, that was such a moment for me to remind them that they need to be doing the same, like picture yeah. these things that they want to manifest in terms of scenery visions. And so when it happens, it's like a crazy rerun. It's like you're watching a rerun. Right? Like yeah. deja vu almost. Like I've seen yeah. this before. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, wait, I've been I've been crafting this in my imagination actually for years. And we were in like kind of like, you know, cool like beachy clothes and all that because we're getting like photos taken, but like not exactly, you know, like how I had imagined it, but overall how I imagined it. Playing at the beach, you know, t- tackling each other, tickling, all that. It's just like, and it happened. So it really was just a kind of like a pat on the back moment of like, wow, you really can create and you can create these moments that other people are inside. Even like you said, if there's opposing views and someone doesn't want to live in California or someone doesn't want to, no, no, you could still create. And there's, there's a bigger path to all the things that everybody wants. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm going to put everything in the show notes because I'm sure people are going to want to find you, but is there anything you want to plug or any way that we can find you? I mean, my main website, strong, confident living is, you know, like I am all about living strong and confident and, you know, stepping into your dream life. There's awesome courses on manifesting that are so good. I mean, $20 after I was on Netflix, I was like, how do I take my stuff? That was hundreds of dollars. And I made it $20 for a reason because I knew those messages were meant to reach a lot of people at that time, especially. And then, um, the private group coaching is just a, if you're ready for the next level, once you do that, if you want to work with me and get on zooms and work with amazing collaborative group, that's where we take the, the manifesting tools that I've developed and apply them very specifically to like money and, you know, or career and purpose or, relationships or parenting, like any of these areas that you really want to ask me questions and jump on live events with, you know, then that's the group coaching experience, but. Awesome. And I know it's been just amazing and you get messages every day of people who were like, oh, it worked. Thank you so much. So I know that it not only is just fun to go through the whole process, but it also really works. So thank you for it doing it. It really works. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting to see what people are manifesting and what, how it's really just how they're getting unstuck and allowing the pathways to unfold, getting really clear on their dreams, unblocking themselves and, you know, that power does exist in you. So if, if, if this hit you in any way, definitely check out the content and um, I would love to work with you all. And that we can all celebrate each other, right? Exactly. We can all be our best selves and, and raise the entire thing up and really just enjoy everything together. Anyway, thank you so much for thank your time. Thank you so much, Alana. Good to meet you. Good to see you. And thanks for taking my course. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Okay. Yes, mamas. How amazing is that? Laura is the best. So I just wanted to jump on before I let you go for the day and tell you about a couple amazing offers. So number one, Laura has agreed to give us all a free week in her private group. You can just use promo code YESMAMA, so all capitals, Y-E-S-M-A-M-A, for 50% off your first month and a week for free. And there's a couple other amazing things that you can click around. Um, I'll put it at the end of my show notes, including if you go to her website, strongconfidentliving.com, you will see all the freebies and amazing things she has for you there. And then over at Instagram, 
Yes Mama Alana, Y-E-S dot M-A-M-A-I-L-A-N-A. I have a freebie for you. Basically, how to set your day off right by having the ultimate perfect morning to get your day off right. So it's a mix and match. I give you 20 options. You can take any one that looks good to you, or you can leave any of them that you don't want to do and create your perfect day. Because if you wake up a little bit before your kids and set your intentions for the day, set how you want to feel for the day, it just makes the whole day better. So go get all those freebies. Look for all the ways to link it. I mean, look for all the ways to click it, all the links in the show notes, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for being here. Love you all. Go love on those kids.